podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to a brand new DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope that you're all doing well. And thank you, as always, for being here. It's great to have you along for a bit of F1 chat and discussion. And we are back earlier than expected with another emergency podcast. I was going to wait to discuss one of the news pieces that we're going to talk about and react to until we covered the Ferrari episode of the Assessing the Red Bull Challenger series. However, we got some more breaking news on a similar wavelength, but regarding a different driver. So I figured, what better way to react to this news and to talk about it with Lee Wallington. Before we get into the episode, of course, Lee, how are you doing, mate? And uh, yeah, what a surprise, the breaking news that we've received regarding, of course, Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc extending their stays at Ferrari and McLaren, respectively. Well, I'm good, thank you for asking, Adam, and I hope you are as well. Um, obviously, it's a Friday at the point of recording, so that's always helpful. Um, but yeah, I'm... Charles saw coming, but I really didn't see Lando coming um, t- this early with two years still left on his contract. And I'm I'm very happy, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, myself as well. And I think a lot of McLaren fans are probably very, very happy given the potential threat that there always seemed to be of a team like Red Bull or even Mercedes maybe potentially luring Lando away post-2025. But of course, we got that confirmation and uh, more than anything else, Lee, I think before we do get into the breaking news, I think we have to, well, not so much me, but uh, anyone that's listened to our 2025 Grid Predictions episode, which of course you can listen to on all major podcasting platforms if you haven't checked that out already, but do check that out. It is a good one. But uh, yeah, some of your predictions uh, for 2026 at least uh, in the mud by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, 26 is completely wrong, but uh, at least I was <laughs> come right for... The 25 predictions, um, for those that didn't listen to the 26 podcast, I did predict Lando and Charles to join Audi. And completely wrong on that, but I didn't say that in the 25 episode, so I had uh, <laughs> already changed my predictions because obviously the 25 episode we just done recently. Yeah, I think I had Lando at Red Bull, and I think I had Leclerc at Aston Martin for 26. So Yeah, you're wrong you know, both of those as well. Yeah, we, <laughs> absolutely muddied both of us on that one. However, we did do the 2025 one quite recently, and we were both on the money that Leclerc and Norris were going to stay at Ferrari and McLaren. As it were, since the recording, both of those pieces of news were confirmed very, very quickly, so we were a bit lucky on the times of that one. But of course, first things first, we should talk about Lando Norris. That was the breaking news today at the point of recording. And the big news, of course, at McLaren. Lando, according to McLaren Racing, have announced that he has signed a multi-year contract renewal. Now, we know that Lando's contract was up until the end of 2025. There was potential opportunities that may have opened up to him by such a point, particularly at Red Bull, of course, who were the most reported to be interested in him. But first things firstly, this is amazing news, not only for Lando Norris, but for McLaren as well, that whilst everything is going in the ascendancy and whilst they could potentially strike a huge challenge for 2024 and beyond, it's so important that they were able to get this deal done for their main marquee driver. Right. We all know McLaren have faith in Lando. Lando's done brilliant performances since he's joined the team several years ago and his calibre has just risen as he's matured as a driver. 
Um, so that has never been in doubt. But the, obviously the question of Lando having faith in McLaren, that has been. Um, so obviously what happened last season, the wind tunnel going live, the, obviously the recruits that we've touched on in previous episodes, the overall direction and positivity in the team. And uh, obviously the upgrades, that uh, the golden bullet or the silver bullet, whatever you want to call it, that poised McLaren up to be uh, Red Bull's closest challenger that's all given confidence in, in the to Lando and the McLaren project. Of course. And, you know, McLaren had to say this on him. They were saying that they'd, you know, announced the signing of an extended multi-year contract with Lando Norris, continuing his time in Papaya and securing his services for the team long term. Now, as we said already, we know Lando had, had previously signed a deal taking him up to the end of 2025. They've been quite vague on the details of the length of his contract, but judging by what's been said by not only the team, but also Lando as well, referring to being happy to stay in with the team for a few more years, I think it's fair to say, at the very least, Lee, we're looking at perhaps something in the region of by 2027, perhaps at the latest. Lando's going to be driving the papyrin black car for some time to come. Yeah, I think it's obviously multi-year, be 27 at the earliest. I wouldn't be surprised if Lando's got it, the contract through 28 though because that's when Max's contract expires and then obviously puts him in a stronger position contractually to negotiate if stay at McLaren or if Max retires like he sometimes threatens when he's in a bad mood jump ship and take control of the Red Bull team I don't know but it gives him options um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a three-year deal yeah I think that's probably about right I mean 2027 is a very conservative estimate I would probably agree with you that it's probably a little bit longer than that perhaps somewhere in the region of what maybe even Charles Leclerc and we'll talk about his deal at Ferrari in uh well in shortly um I think it's quite telling some of the quotes that Lando Norris had to say on this piece of news and I'll just read out the quote from the McLaren website uh, Lando said that it was a great feeling to be staying at Papaya I've grown up with McLaren and feel at home here the team are like family to me the journey so far has been exciting. We've had ups and downs, but last season showed our desire to get back to competing at the front of the grid. The work that Zach, Andrea and the whole team have put in over the last year has been incredible and I'm confident in challenging for wins with McLaren. I'm excited to create more amazing memories and continue working hard for everyone at the MTC for the next few years. Now I want to pinpoint the work that Andrea and the whole team, and Zach of course, and the whole team have put in over the last year. For me, Lee, if there were concerns over whether or not Lando wanted to commit his future to the team he refers to as his family over the next few years, he really needed some indication, something serious that would suggest to him and prove to him, more importantly, that he can be confident in committing to this team for the next few years. And ultimately, what that means is he wanted to be at a team that was capable of winning races and maybe even challenging for world championships. How significant do you think this commitment from Lando Norris to McLaren is in suggesting that they could achieve that? I think it's quite significant. Obviously, Lando knows a lot more than we do, um, but he knows what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and you just have to ref- ref- reference the Lewis Hamilton, for example, when he left McLaren to go to Mercedes. McLaren were proven... World Championship winners, race winners, Mercedes won. Um, but he saw what was behind the scenes and we know what happened. So the fact that we, what we know with McLaren in the last year alone and the positive growth of um, revenue, obviously the sponsorship, the wind tunnel, as I already said, the, 
the incoming new change of uh, in the technical management. Um, uh, the teammate that uh, obviously is coming as well, and um, I'm impressed. It's showing all the right direction. Um, and obviously, if McLaren finished last season how they started last season, Lando would have had no faith in the team, but they turned it around and they got better and they improved. And hopefully, from obviously what Lando knows, that they've improved coming into this season. Um, so I think it's significant that Lando signed up a multi year deal. Um, this side of obviously a technical change in 26. Um, so it shows you the, the, the whole faith he has in the project and Zach Brown's overall leadership. Absolutely. And Zach was glowing in praise for Lando Norris, understandably. I think Lando is a very central and integral part of the future success that McLaren could enjoy over the next few years. And it's great to see that he is very much going to enjoy the benefits of what McLaren are going to produce firsthand rather than putting all the groundwork when things are difficult, as other drivers have done in the past, only to leave and then someone else steps in and takes the glory for themselves. Something that we've often seen in Formula One for many, many years over its history. I, I do feel personally that the huge turnaround that McLaren was able to achieve in 2023 for me was significant in retaining Lando services. I think after a very difficult winter period in 2022, James Key, obviously things didn't work out there for him and Andrea Stella was upfront and honest after Andrea Seidel's departure, obviously for the Audi project going forward, he was very upfront in saying that they hadn't achieved their targets. They'd, decided to change the concept midway through the project, and it was a huge gamble. I think if the gamble doesn't pay off and McLaren had a difficult season at the back, it's very likely that Lando may have decided to seek alternate options elsewhere. Maybe he would have gone to Red Bull, or maybe he would have looked at teams like Mercedes or Ferrari. But as it stands, McLaren had a brilliant second half to 2023. They turned their fortunes around, and now Lando Norris is committed for the long term. For me, that is a sign of all the things going right for McLaren. And I'm so excited to see what they've got coming. And it's so great to see that Lando Norris and, of course, Oscar Piastri are going to be at the forefront of what McLaren do going forward. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I do want to add on some a point that we haven't talked about. is obviously Lando's relationship with Oscar. Obviously, there was questions last year that Oscar's rocking the boat. Oscar's doing some brilliant performances that unsettle unsettled Lando, um, obviously the, the sprint race, sprint win in Qatar being one of the, the prime examples that beat Lando to it. And obviously Lando made mistakes in quality, but it just shows you that Lando doesn't feel that he needs to abandon ship. Um, he's losing control of his team. He thinks he, he obviously believes that he can, he's got his teammate beat, um, which is obviously every drop from one driver, Thinks they're the best in the world, but you can only go by your teammate is your your reference point. So that shows you the confidence that he has himself and his abilities that he can ha- believes he can handle Oscar on a multi year basis. So it's also yeah, just a, a further silver lining for McLaren. And that's exactly the word that Andrea Stella put out in reference to the news regarding Lando Norris. He was saying that alongside Oscar. The exciting driver pairing that they have will now play an instrumental part in their objective to move forwards to the front of the grid. And and they have impressed in their first season together. And, and like he was suggesting, I think we're all looking forward to seeing that partnership continue. And of course, they're going to challenge each other. But what I've enjoyed about this news in particular is that, as you pointed out, Lee, 
we were worried that now that Oscar Piastri had committed to the medium term for McLaren until 2026, there was a fear that if Lander wasn't able to deliver in 2024 and Oscar had improved to the point where he's really putting the pressure on him, there's always going to be the suggestion that um, Oscar would have been able to perhaps take over control on that team or McLaren would have allocated resource to him knowing that they can't rely on backing Lando if he's going to jump ship elsewhere. So this is fantastic news for everyone at McLaren. And as I said, this is an exciting time to be a McLaren fan. It's been long overdue, but I think their long, hardly fought patience is going to be rewarded over the next few years. And it looks like Oscar Piastri and Lando Norris, they're going to be a partnership to watch out for. I think F1, the grid itself, are going to be on notice. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I'd love to go back to the good days of McLaren Ferrari throwing for world championships before the Red Bull Mercedes turned up. There we go. That's what uh, Lando's probably wishing. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, but as I said, exciting times at McLaren. Let us know your thoughts, guys, if you're listening to this one. Uh, what are your reactions to the news regarding Lando Norris extending his contract at McLaren for at least the next few years after his current one, which is in 2025? So we'll have to see if they do confirm the the timings and the date of the new contract ending, but uh, I don't see any reason why McLaren would want to disclose that information, especially to potential teams that may be keeping an eye on things over the next few years regarding Lando Norris. Let's move on to the next contract news that we got. Now, this is one that, in all honesty, I really very much expect to be announced soon. Lee, I know you're a little bit on the fence. You know, you wasn't sure exactly if it was reliable or not. You wanted to see confirmation, but I felt from what you were telling me, you seem quite confident that something was going to be done. And that is, of course, the news regarding Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. He's now signed a contract extension with the team, committing him to the team beyond the 2024 season. Um, Charles Leclerc was asked for a quote on this one, and he said that he was very pleased to know that he'll be wearing the Scuderia Ferrari race suit for several more seasons to come. Now, the contract itself was reported by many in the press to be up to 2029, However, it is a bit more vague than that. Ferrari themselves haven't quoted the date. Leclerc hasn't quoted the time either. And that gives separate indications that are a little bit different to Norris's situation at McLaren. There were reports coming out, Lee, that, you know, if even though it may be up until 2029, if Leclerc or Ferrari weren't able to deliver on certain expectations, there was the potential for there to be some release clauses inserted into this contract at a time where Leclerc could assess his options and feel that if Ferrari aren't meeting what is required of them from his perspective, he may be free to leave. What are your thoughts on that, Lee? Do you agree with that or do you feel that perhaps uh, Ferrari are just being a bit coy not to disclose the date of Leclerc's contract? I wouldn't be surprised if Charles has tried to negotiate release clauses into his contract. Um we all know that through Charles's Ferrari career, um, there has been points where the well, multiple points where Ferrari have let him down. Yes, he's let the team down. He's done some silly crashes and himself where it's just been no reason to. But it's more often than not, it's the team being strategic um, or mechanical uh, failure that has let him down. Um, so obviously he. I'm not disputing his passion for driving for Ferrari, but his faith in Ferrari have faltered at times. Um, and he's been quite vocal at some points about his opinions um, well, when he's been let down. 
Um, so that, which is one of the reasons why I thought, oh, he may decide to leave Ferrari to where, because he may be a backwards step is a valid point. But the frustration, just how much, how many failures can you take before you get fed up? But he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he's built in some clause that if they happen to keep failing into the future, especially post 26, because obviously it was still a few years away, but in Formula One terms, that is very quickly on the horizon. Um, so post 26, and if the whole strategic world or the world changes in Formula One performance again in 26, you want to have options on the table, especially Ferrari are letting him down again. So I really wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, we've talked about Lando Norris being patient in his career, but I think we can all agree that Charles Leclerc has demonstrated on numerous occasions that he is capable of, at the very least, mounting a serious championship challenge. Whether he is good enough and consistent enough to get it over the line, of course, that remains to be seen. We haven't seen that yet from him. That being said, it's... I think we can all agree that what Charles Leclerc needs is a car capable of delivering on that. And to his credit, Ferrari have not been able to do that just yet. Now, Fred Vasseur, when he was reached for comment on the news regarding Leclerc, he mentioned that Charles's bond to the Scuderia goes beyond that of just a driver and a team. Uh, as he's been part of the Ferrari family for over eight years now, dating back to a time before he first sported the Prancing Horse emblem on his race suit. And I very much believe that. I think that... Whilst there were some rifts and there were tensions brewing at Ferrari before, of course, Fred Vasseur came into the picture. And I do think he has been a huge and pivotal factor for Leclerc confirming and securing his long term uh, commitment to the team. Um, I I do feel that a lot of this has come from loyalty. I think Leclerc is loyal to Ferrari and he is desperate in the same way that Sebastian Vettel was or Michael Schumacher was before him to win a championship at Ferrari. Unfortunately, unlike Schumacher and very much like Vettel, there is a very real chance that they ma- that may not happen, no matter what Leclerc does. So if it's truly that there are some built-in clauses that have been negotiated into this contract, which gives Leclerc the freedom to give Ferrari some patience and time to get this right for him, but also protect him so that he can survey the competition to see if there's a better option elsewhere, I've got no problem with that at all. As a Ferrari fan, I'm buzzing over this news. But I do understand if there are clauses built in to protect Leclerc, why he's doing that. Because, of course, we all know you can't trust Ferrari to not only produce, but sustain a championship winning car all the way through the season. They just can't be trusted yet. Or undisclosed engine modifications. (laughs) Yes, of course, the undisclosed kind, the best kind. But, But all jokes aside, of course, that is going to be the critical part of this commitment to Ferrari. This is only going to work for the long term if Ferrari can give Charles a car that is capable of winning a world championship in his hands, of course. Oh, yeah, it is um, it is very important uh, um, for Charles that Ferrari deliver on that. Um, obviously, if Ferrari deliver on that and Charles keeps making the silly mistakes that we've seen him make in the past, then obviously it's the change of a conversation that, look, Ferrari's fulfilled its part of the bargain. Yes, so it, it means he won't activate the, the, uh, obviously the escape clauses in the contract. But the whole conversation around Charles will change that. Look, Ferrari's providing this. You're not the quality of driver that everyone thought you were, which obviously is damaging to Charles because he's such a nice guy. He's a brilliant driver. Um, so it's very, I think it's very important that Ferrari can actually deliver 
um, the car because and you know give Charles the chance to prove that um, these question marks over his performance and his drive um, his driving ability to be banished and he can show that he is the the star quality driver that a lot of fans think he is. And we hope so. We hope to see it. Hopefully it's going to be great for him and Ferrari. I know myself personally, I would absolutely be buzzing and love it if he's able to win a world championship for Ferrari. But of course, until now, the time, or at least until a time where we'll find out if Ferrari are capable or not, it's afforded them a few more years at the very, very least. And, you know, as tough as it's going to be to try and get close to winning a championship before 2026, I think we can all agree that in the situation of Norris and also Leclerc, 2026 is a good benchmark to see if that is going to be realised at their teams or if they need to consider their options after that. So it's going to be a very interesting time ahead, especially for Norris and McLaren and, of course, Leclerc and Ferrari. It will be very, very interesting to see how both of those get on and if those ambitions at both teams can be realised at this point in time. It's very hard to call at this point in time if it can be done, but we'll have to wait and see. A quick one before we sign off, Lee. Um, obviously, we talked about how significant it was for Ferrari to secure their superstar asset in Charles Leclerc and, of course, McLaren with Norris. On the subject of Ferrari, however, unlike McLaren, they do not have their number two driver tied up in the long term. Carlos Sainz's contract currently runs until the end of this season, starting 2024, of course. So there's been a lot of back and forth and reports coming out saying that negotiations are not exactly going smoothly between the two parties. But I'm of the opinion that Ferrari would be absolutely foolish if they were to allow Carlos Sainz to leave. I almost feel like just give him, if he wants a medium-term deal for the next few years, just give it to him because I can't really find a better option out there that can do what he does for Ferrari than him. Yeah, um, there's one of the reasons why on our 25 um, predictions episode that I that put down Carlos to leave Ferrari, I think he will decide to walk away from the the team just out of sheer frustration of the the poor management of the team, um, not specifically Fred Fisher, but just in general how the team operates on a day to day basis. Um, I'm a big fan of Carlos, and he's such a he may not be the fastest driver, but he's such a strategic driver in a similar vein of maybe not as good, or not say maybe not as good as Fernando, but he's that kind of strategic driver in what he thinks and calculates over. A, a race and we see it time and time again that he just thinks of things that Charles doesn't even think of. He just Charles just follows and doesn't question. Um so I think they balance themselves balance each other out nicely and I think it'd be a big loss for Ferrari if they lose that kind of driver f- um from the team. Obviously they never say that Carlos is number two. Um but in effect that's how very much how Ferrari operate. Although Carlos has given Charles a very good run for his money as a number two because he he's outscored Charles more than Charles um, over the course of a season more than Charles outscored Carlos. I think in their time together, Carlos has beaten him in two seasons. Did he beat him last season? I thought Leclerc just pipped him. Did he not? I could be wrong in that case. I thought he picked, I thought Carlos beat him last season. Well, um, well, let's check because we've got to try yeah, and retain our credibility because because yeah. uh, it was um, signs one in 2021 yeah. um leclerc obviously came runner up last season in 2022 so he obviously beat him there just checking the 2023 standards i'm sure leclerc got the upper hand over signs in that one he did yeah he come fifth in the drivers championship 
um, and Sainz was seventh, only six points. I think Leclerc kind of pipped Sainz towards the back end when yeah, okay. his form really perked up. But yeah, but yeah. the point is still valid though, Lee, that Sainz has been very consistent and whilst he may not have the ultimate feel and outright one lap pace that Leclerc has, you can rely on Sainz when he's connected with the car and feels comfortable with what he's doing to bring home the results. And let's not forget, he was the one that won the race for Ferrari last season that wasn't won by Red Bull. Yeah, with a, again, a classic example of the strategic thinking I was just referring to of, I want the driving of DRS and the team were like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? You want to get away from the car behind, not stay as close as possible. Um, but it's, yeah, it, I think a big, a big loss. And now Charles has been secured. I think Ferrari can focus more of their attention on Carlos. Obviously, no, no offense meant to Carlos, but Ferrari's big star has always been Charles. And they did want to secure their number one asset. Um, so maybe they will come to an agreement. But obviously, the, the length of the time is a big question. And I think Ferrari like to see what other options are still on the table um, in the future seasons. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, as far as Ferrari are concerned, all I'm going to say to Fred Vasseur is get that deal done. Offer Carlos whatever he wants to keep him in the team. Uh, we, we still need the smooth operator in that team. I can guarantee uh, Ferrari would be a worse team without Carlos signed. So uh, hopefully they can get that done and get something agreed. But let us know your thoughts, guys, uh, regarding the news that not only Lando Norris has signed a new deal at McLaren, but Charles Leclerc has also committed his long-term future to Ferrari. And of course, everything that could come from that heading into the 2024 season and beyond. But until then, guys, make sure to like this uh, podcast, follow it if you are new and don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I know I keep going on about it, but it really does help us out. We'd really appreciate your support if you would lend us to that. But until next time, guys, thanks for tuning in as always. Please take care and we will see you in the next episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. And remember, as always, if you're not first, you're probably DNF1. Take care. Podcast Network.